you take your bulletin, over the last weeks we have been uh, just highlighting uh, 10 distinctives or things that uh, might be somewhat unique, but yet we don't believe completely unique uh, here at Geneva Lakes Church. But if you've missed a, a week or two, here in the, this coming week, we're going to have all of these teachings up on our website that you can listen to and uh, kind of review again. Because these are things that, it's not just one time we hear it, but it's things we need to continue to be reminding ourselves. And if you remember where we started some, what, 12 weeks ago, I think it was, we started with the sufficiency of Scripture. And we stand upon the word of God and everything flows from the word of God. Our lives must be patterned by the word of God. And as we've walked through, today we come to the area of family discipleship. Let me just read what you have there in your bulletin. It says, while the church is called to make disciples, it is clear that God has given the family as the primary means of discipleship. Children are entrusted to parents for their spiritual growth, and this discipleship is to be taking place in everyday activities through the regular gathering of the family for worship in the home. To some, that may seem somewhat normal of a statement. To others, this is a radical statement. A radical statement because it's saying that the church is not the end all. And while Sunday gathering is an amazing gift of God, and we elevate it high because it is the day the Lord has given to us, it's not the only day for the Christian life. It's not the only day for our own personal discipleship, but it's not the only day for our family discipleship. Do you realize that we're here together, say we have an extra long service, we have Two 164ths of our week. So what is that? 187th? Right, Joel? Numbers, McGuy? The value of that is very small compared to our normal day life. And we cannot live by just Sundays in our own personal lives, but in our family's lives. And we live somewhat in a day and age where we look to the professionals. We look uh, to outsourcing. Much of the discipleship of our children is easy to outsource to others. Yet God has given that responsibility as leaders of families to the fathers, but that is not null and void of a mother. Look with me in Deuteronomy chapter 6. You might have much of it memorized, a very familiar passage. But Deuteronomy 6, the law is being repeated, uh, dudo meaning a second time giving of the law. Deuteronomy 6 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. That would be one of the most well-known passages by any Jewish person. But then continues, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them only on Sunday mornings. Is that what it says? No. A great responsibility is given. It says, when you sit in your house, 
When you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and these shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. The Jewish people took this literally, and now you walk into a Jewish home, there's a mezuzah on the side of the doorway with rolled up here Deuteronomy 6.4 written on uh, parchment paper. They, would, they tie phylacteries upon their hands and on their foreheads with a little box with this passage in here. And while we do not say that it's that, it's Jesus, excuse me, the, the Holy Spirit teaching us through the word that these are things that need to be everywhere around us. Look at the examples. When we sit in our house, when we walk by the way, when we lie down, when we rise up on our hands, on our before our eyes, on our doorposts, and on our gates. Where else is there? That covers everything. And the opportunity that as we walk along, that there is a discipleship taking place at all times. Sometimes it's the application of God's word from Sunday. Sometimes it's the application of something we're studying. Sometimes it's the admission of a parent saying, you know what, I was wrong. All of those are opportunities for discipleship. And these things do not take away from the specific time of teaching that happens on Sundays, but it's also a teaching that happens throughout the week. This has been given again by Paul in Ephesians 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with the promise that it may go well with you and you may live long on the land. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. There's a bringing up that must take place. It is something that is not just done one time. Those of you who are parents, wouldn't it be nice you just teach it one time and it's learned? No, it's a day in and a day out. It's a good reminder to all of us that just because we heard the word on Sunday doesn't mean that we have learned it. There's time of recalling it, asking one another. That's why we've tried to give some questions around the tables to allow us to chew on it together, to discuss it. But we believe that it is important to be teaching our children in home. Richard Baxter, a faithful man in the, I think it was the 1500s, he said, get masters of families. What, do you, what does he mean by that phrase? Fathers. He says, get masters of families to do their duty, and they will not only spare you a great deal of labor, but which will further the success of your labors. He wrote that in the Reformed Pastor, which he's writing to other pastors, saying, you know what? The greatest blessing is not resting everything upon a pastor's shoulders but upon understanding and passing on that vision that fathers are to be leading their families in private worship in the home. Some may have had it modeled, some may have not, but it's a great responsibility that is placed upon fathers. But we can take that too far and say, well, mothers are not involved in that, yet the book of Proverbs begins in Proverbs 1, my son, hear instruction of your father and do not forsake the teaching of your mother. There's a great responsibility that the mother plays in that. But as the head of the home, the father sets the the tone and the direction. But what is the goal of this? 
think it's laid out in Psalm 78. Verses 5 to 8, for he, meaning God, established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, that they should make them known to their children. Why? That the generation to come might know them. The children who would be born, but it doesn't even stop there. That they may arise and declare to their children that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not set its heart aright, whose spirit was not faithful to God. Our Presbyterian brothers uh, wrote the Westminster Confession. And as the Westminster Confession was being written, and as uh, it was being distributed, the, uh, the Scottish church added a document to be published and to be put alongside with that it was called the directory for family worship it was so important that they believed that every family should have some instructions that they gave instructions to fathers to to know how to lead private worship in their homes they gave recommendations for the prayer for reading of scripture memorization for singing And we ask ourselves, is it really that important? Absolutely. Because we cannot live on one Sunday service a week. We must teach doctrine to ourselves, but also to our children. The the joy of catechizing through question and answer. The blessing of memorizing scripture but also the gathering of the family prepares us for Sunday that we might out of the overflow of our hearts. This week, my family, we were down at the NOAA conference. And it, there's a lot of times as a parent, it, there's those sad times of, okay, we've got a lot to learn. And then God gives you little encouragements. And one of our children has been a real challenge recently, but the conference kicked off with the song, uh, Praise to the Lord the Almighty. And one of my boys, who's been a challenge, looked at me and said, We sing that in church, Dad. It was a great encouragement that we learn through the repetition. Now, did it mean the rest of the conference was perfect? No. But it's those step-by-step. As Moses says in Deuteronomy, it's, by the way, along sitting in our homes, it's multiple times. But it must be done intentionally but it also i believe when we gather as a family in our homes it shows what we value often a family will gather around the television for a movie often the family will gather for maybe reading a book maybe we'll gather for playing a game but the regular gathering in our home declares that this is what we pattern our life by And the God we're singing to is the God we praise. It's a time that we're able to teach our children, especially those who are not able to read songs, and to prepare for Sundays. But it is a great blessing. But it must be something that we're intentional about it. I remember one person gave an illustration one time. A a guy came up in front of a group, and he had a bucket. And he put rocks in there, and he said his... 
can you put anything else in here? And they're like, no. And he pulled out a bucket of smaller rocks and poured those in. And he said, is there any more room? They're like, well, not sure. He pulled out a a bucket of sand and poured it in. And he said, is there any more room? And they're like, well, probably, but you're going to show us how. And he got a bucket of water and poured it in. And he says, so what's the moral of the story? The class said, there's always more time in your week. And he said, no, you put the big rocks in first. What are the big rocks in our families? What are those things that are important? Because what happens often is, well, I believe family worship, the family discipleship is important, but I just, I don't have time for it. But if it is important, and I believe the word of God has shown us that it's important, it causes us to say, there's other things even that are good that we have to set aside. Because of the value of gathering as a family. And the prioritization of that. Not because there's merit earned before God of just going through motions. But that we can open God's word and see him on display every day as a family. And for our families to see that in our lives as parents displayed and the value we place on that. Is it easy? No. But is it a pattern that I believe God has commanded us and is rewarding us for it? Absolutely. May we be faithful to apply the word every single day in our homes. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the challenge that you've really been working in my life over the past years. And Lord, we acknowledge how your word teaches us every day. And Lord, may we be found, found faithful in working and instructing in our homes on a daily basis. Lord, that we would not just know information, but that we would see you, that we would see your beauty upon the pages of Scripture, that we would sing of your praises throughout all the week, so that when we are able to gather together on Tuesday nights or Sundays, Lord, that our hearts would overflow that as a congregation we would uh, have the opportunity to, to give praise as a corporate group of families. Lord, we thank you for how you've been teaching us. And we ask that you would just continue to grow us, give us endurance as we uh, pursue you above all things in this world. We thank you in Christ's name. Amen.